Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Jill Angie for another interview. Welcome, Jill. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Jill is, of she is the not your average runner, like goddess, leader, badass, <laughs> all of it. Um, and she, um, if you didn't hear last week, my favorite quote of Jill's is, if you run, you're a runner. It's total LOA. You get to decide who you are and who you are is also determined by what you do, what actions you're taking, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we talked about, you know, Jill is the first person to take the workshop and commitment and how she's grown and who she's helping. And today she does this amazing workshop. She told you about it at the end of the last show um, about becoming a consistent exerciser. And so we're going to talk about that today because I think you can apply a lot of the things that Jill teaches to doing your manifesting work consistently. So um, tell us, why did you even start this workshop? Well, I think that um, I, I work with runners, you know, pretty much exclusively, but I also recognize that, you know, the, the women that struggle to meet their running goals, almost always, it's because they're struggling with consistency. And I recognize too, that like, just because you're, are, don't want to become a runner doesn't mean that being a consistent exerciser is not something that you, you know, I'm, I'm totally messed up how I said that, but basically yeah. <laughs> women who want to meet their fitness goals, very often they don't meet their fitness goals, whether it is, you know, being able to run a half marathon or, or doing something else, they often don't meet them because they are struggling with consistency. And I teach consistency in my programs all the time, but I recognize that it's kind of like a, a discrete skill that if you can master it, you can kind of unlock the universe if you can master the skill of consistency. So I teach the, kill, the skill of consistency in the context of fitness and exercise and also, you know, more specifically running, but also just exercise in general. And what I find when I teach this workshop, which did not surprise me at all, is that the women who take it are like, oh, I can apply that skill here and here and here. They're like in work, in my schoolwork with my kids. Right. So it's, it's just a magical life skill to have. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't, I think I totally butchered that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you teach it because we need to know, like if they're going to be runners and, and runners with goals, right. Cause I think yeah. you start, if you run, you're a runner, but what I know about your people is they really like medals. Like that is they do, yes. they do. And yes. you know what? You can it's like you can you can train for a half marathon and kind of like do some of the training runs and then show up on race day and like gut your way through it. Right. But when you cross that finish line, you're gonna feel really 
uncomfortable, right? You're going to be mm-hmm. sore. You might find that you've got an injury developing, but if you're somebody who's mastered the skill of consistency, then you're going to show up regularly for all your training runs. And then race day is going to be so much more fun, right? It's going to be a memory of like, Oh, look at, it's a celebration of all your hard work versus a death march of 13 miles, <laughs> just so you can get a freaking medal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, were you always in, and the reason I asked Jill to come talk about this is because like she just said, it applies over here and over here and over here. And what I know about doing the manifesting work is, um, when I figured it out, it's pretty much been easy to be consistent every, every since then, right? Like when I was committed. And so what I want Jill to do is help those of you, you know, cause often if you listen to my podcast, you listen to manifest it now with Jenny, both of us, it's this commitment to who we want to become, but I don't think we had to battle a lot um, to become consistent. Like I think some people do and it's similar to exercise, right? So were you, have you always been able to nail consistency? No, 100% no. And honestly, there are times that I still struggle with it. And those are the areas in my life where I don't have the results that I want. It's right. It's like a magic formula. (laughs) Um, but I do what, one thing I've noticed and because I've, you know, done a lot of studying of, you know, mindset and so forth, I've noticed that the things that I'm consistent with are the things that I don't have a lot of brain drama about. Right. And so Mm -hmm. when I first started running, I had a lot of brain drama about it and I really struggled with consistency and over the years, right. That has sort of settled down. And now I don't really have a problem getting myself out there to run. Now, if I'm training for a marathon and I've got a 20 mile run, like, yes, there will be some brain drama going on. Right. (laughs) But, but I don't have like, it's not like, uh, uh, Herculean feet to get myself out the door, but there are other areas in my life where, um, and strength training has, has traditionally been one of those things in the past. It's not so much anymore where I've just been like, I would say to myself, I don't have time. I don't know what to do. I hate it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, and when all of those, you know, excuses are like floating around in my mind, guess what? Mm -hmm. I'm not consistent with, with strength training. So I think that the The thread is that the stuff that we say to ourselves in our brain about the action that we're about to take matters. And, and sometimes we don't even recognize that it's an optional thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. one of the things I teach in my workshop is I don't have enough time is not actually a factual statement, right? right? It's the story you tell yourself when you, you know, are looking for reasons to not do a thing. And when we can recognize that I don't have enough time or I'm too tired or I'm not in the mood, when we can recognize that those are just thoughts that we're thinking that we are, you know, kind of using against ourselves and we come up with sort of rebuttals mm-hmm. <laughs> for those arguments, then suddenly consistency becomes a lot easier. I love that. Uh, because I think when it comes to manifesting, you know, I opened up pay at the time that we were having this interview pay after you manifest has been open again for about four months. And I will tell you, I haven't done the exact numbers, but I bet you 80% of the people don't, they don't do it right. They say, Oh, I want to manifest money. I want to change. Here's this program. This is everything I've been looking for because I can pay after. Mm-hmm. And um, what I have found is it doesn't matter pay after pay before I have people who, who pay after are super consistent. I have people who have paid me a lot of money in the past who were not consistent. 
And, um, you know, when I look at those numbers or they made it through seven assignments, right? Maybe seven days, maybe four days. Uh, it's super interesting. And so I would love to give them some help. What are some ways that we become consistent? So I think one of the, uh, I'm going to answer your question with a, what are some, what is one reason that people do not stick with things? Like one is one reason that people are inconsistent is because they expect results to come more quickly and, or they're mad that they're struggling with something or mad with something is hard. So, you know, when it comes to running, uh, you know, a lot of my clients will do their first run and they'll be like, well, I, I was really struggling to breathe. That was really hard. Or I was really slow, or I couldn't go very far for very long. I must be bad at running. So I should probably quit. And instead of saying like, oh, I just did my first run. I'll get better from here. So, so there's that there's, you know, kind of like, expecting yourself to be good at something. But I think with like your manifesting, right? If you give somebody 10 assignments and they only make it to seven, I suspect what they're telling themselves is, oh, it should be working by now. And I don't have my results. So I'm going to quit because this isn't working when in reality, it might work if they just did the eighth assignment, right? right? We never really know when the result is going to come. And if you quit early, you, you may have been like 99%. It's like, it's like saying at mile 13 of a half marathon, well, I can't see the finish line because it's around the corner. So I can't see the finish line. I'm never going to get there. I'm just going to sit down and give up. And I think that that's what we do when we, when we discontinue because we think we're not getting results. So I think that that's one reason that people aren't consistent is that they, um, that they believe like they should have gotten the result already or, or whatever. And so how do we flip that around is, I mean, I tell my clients with running, like you can always run one more mile. You can always run one more, you know, another minute or something like Mm -hmm. that. Like just keep going because the results are there. And, and so it's, it's looking at it differently and not thinking when you hear yourself say, I should have gotten there by now. I should have my whatever I'm trying to manifest by now, instead of saying that you say like, it's just around the corner. I just need to keep going a little bit more. I love that. Um, and that's so true. And probably is one of the big reasons, like I mentioned in the beginning, one of the reasons I want to have this conversation with Jill is because I haven't come up against a lot of that. And it's probably because I've, since I started like this iteration, my business, I've always been in it for the long game. I'm in yeah. it for what I'm creating. I, I build the skills, but I'm not in it for to have a million dollars show up tomorrow. I mean, yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. And I know that it's more likely if I actually do the work and, you know, allow it to happen when it happens versus, you know, yeah. deciding it's not going to work in a day. It's like investing in a retirement plan versus the stock market. Yes. Right. Like yes. we like, and although, you know, even the stock market, we probably shouldn't be doing like, it's like a, one of those people <laughs> that like is a day trader in the stock market to make fast money versus somebody who's just like putting money away in their mm-hmm. retirement account. And they're like, I'm not going to touch that for another 30 years. And they don't even think about it. They just keep consistently putting money away. And then like, oh, look, I retired and I'm a millionaire. And the the person who's like, oh, like that that hundred dollars a week or whatever, like, isn't going to make enough of a difference. So I'm just going to spend it on something else. They retire and they're like, they got nothing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which is even, I have a client who's a day trader and she's really, um, you know, 
as she's gotten better with her money mindset and creating, um, what's interesting to me is it's because how we go into it, right? Even as her day trader has a longer term goal, like it isn't for that instant that we normally, that's what I would have always thought. Right. But for her, it's that it is that consistency. It's following like what feels good and having sort of this basis, which is exactly what we're talking about. Um, you know, is that mindset of it should happen tomorrow. And if it doesn't, I should just quit. (laughs) Yes. And I think that's it. Right. Yeah. And I think we don't even know we're saying that to ourselves, right? 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 It should, if it, and, and I think this is, I mean, it trips up runners. It trips up people who are exercising. Cause I teach a tool called the minimum baseline. And I actually teach it in this workshop too, which is basically the amount of exercise that you're going to do without any drama in your brain. Right. So there's yes. this like threshold in your brain of you say, all I have to do is 10 minutes. Your brain is like, okay, I'm not going to argue with that. But if you say 15 minutes, the brain is like, oh no, 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 I'm too tired. I'm like, this isn't going to be fun. Right. Like there's, there's a point in your brain where you trip the drama threshold and like all of the, all the stuff comes out. And so the minimum baseline is below that. And first thing that happens is all my clients say, all right, well, I'm going to set my minimum baseline for 30 minutes, five times a week. And I'm like, all right, are you doing 30 minutes, five times a week now? They're like, well, no. And I'm like, well, then that's above your drama threshold, right? Like if (laughs) you're doing it, (laughs) right. So, so we set that amount like super, super low. So it seems really easy. And then we're able to build the habit of consistency from there. And so maybe your, maybe your minimum baseline is 10 minutes of running three times a week but you take that action three times a week and like you build the identity of a runner because you're running three times a week. And most of the time we go out there and we actually are like, oh, well, 10 minutes, that wasn't enough. I'm going to do more, but it's not about moving your fitness forward. It's about moving your brain forward and your identity forward. And like, that's a really important skill for consistency is creating the identity of somebody who does this thing consistently. Yes. <laughs> right. Cause when you believe it, mm-hmm. then you just do it. Right. Like we all believe that we're people that brush our teeth. Right. Nobody has to argue with themselves every single day. Like, Oh my God, not again. Right. Right. <laughs> right? We just get up and do it because we have the identity of toothbrushers. This is who we are. Right. Um, so you can create that identity. And when you're a toddler, you don't have that identity. You have to be told and you have to be forced to do it until it becomes a habit. So. I was just going to say, yes, there are like four and five year old, like my son, or just a couple, like <laughs> I have to do it again today and tonight. Like you're like, but we, yep. yeah, but then you do become that person. <laughs> yeah. Eventually that is like, that becomes part of your identity. And so that like, that's what the minimum baseline is all about. It's a really, really powerful tool. <laughs> I love that because, you know, applying this to manifesting, it's the same three times a week. I, I say that a lot too, you know, I'll, I'll get people to say, okay, what are you going to commit to? Um, you know, and I, I'm like, don't commit to seven days. Like that's not probably not going to happen and it's okay. Right. Yes. Cause you can, we have this like stupid, stupid's not a very nice word. We have this erroneous thought in our brain that there's an amount of something that we have to do for it to count for it to make a difference. And I think that's very flawed thinking because because that thought leads us to feel overwhelmed and discouraged, which drives us to quit. Mm -hmm. And if we have the thought that like, 
this is how much I'm willing to do and I'm going to do it consistently, then that opens us up to take imperfect and small actions, but over and over and over again. It's like that, um, uh, what's the name of the book? Atomic Habits by James mm. Clear. He yeah. teaches the, this concept so beautifully and it's, it's applicable to everything. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I was like, I want to ask you this other, cause one time you and I had a conversation. I remember I, we might've been in Italy and you were like, Oh, why is I this love that, we, that you can be like, Oh, I think we were in Italy. I think we were in Utah. I think like, anyway, <laughs> I can see it. Um, I think we were, and, and this was a big aha for me is that you, um, you were like, Oh, why did this person overtrain and get hurt? And I was like, I get people like that all the time. They want to do like a hundred assignments. And one of our friends was like, she's like, because if you do more then you're more of it. And I was like, oh, do you find that still in your business? And how does that, because what I find is people that go a hundred miles an hour, let's say at the beginning, or they try Mm -hmm. to like, you know, I'm going to do, you know, five hours a day for three days, they burn out. Yeah. Right. Uh, Same as like, you know, people wanting to overtrain. Do you think that is part of what keeps us out of being consistent? Do you think they're tied together? Is that a separate thing? Well, I don't know. I think people who overtrain usually do it for one of three reasons. One is they're afraid if they skip a day that they'll never start again. Mm -hmm. So they don't have the belief in themselves that, that, that this really is a habitual thing. And they're like, if I skip a day, I'll never run again. And so they just try to run seven days a week and, and then they get injured. Um, I think the second reason is, um, that people, people think like more is better, right? Like, just like you said, like, Mm -hmm. okay, if 10 minutes is good, 20 minutes is better. And they don't like let themselves, you know, come up to come up to speed, (laughs) so to speak. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, and, oh gosh, I just forgot the third one, (laughs) but yeah, it's like, like that, the belief that if you, if you skip a day, it's coming from fear, right? If I skip a day, Mm -hmm. they don't have that trust and they haven't created the commitment. They just think that they're going off of this momentum of doing it every single day. So I think that that's, um, a a lot of why people overtrain. Oh, and actually the third thing is, um, they just love it so much that they just want to do it all the time. And I mean, I love Cheetos, but I don't eat them every day because it does not feel good in my body. Right. So I think that there's some of that. I don't know if that's what happens with the manifestors. (laughs) Oh, I think so. I think it's like that. I have to probably, because as you were talking, I wanted to ask you this. It's like, if you've quit something before then you go almost, I think certain, I think it's probably certain personality types. I don't think it's everybody, but you come so much harder yeah. You know, like, Oh, now I'm, now I'm going to do this. And so you come at it so much harder because you are running off that momentum and which is probably fueled by that belief that I can't start it again. I can't just do it consistently. I can only like bulldoze through it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's a, there's like a perfectionist mindset too. Like if I don't do it perfectly, mm-hmm. then I have failed. Yes. And I'm just, I'm all about like the B minus work. I feel like I love it. Right. Yeah. Like, cause you know what they call like doctors who got like a C average, doctors. they call them doctors, right. They yeah. don't call them like a C minus doctor. They're still, they still have MD after their name and you know, yeah. they still treat patients. So I think that, um, 
Yeah. That perfectionist mindset is that's, so the, the thing that I teach, the other concept that I teach in my workshop is that there, I think there are four different excuse personalities. Yeah. And so these are like the, the, the way you tend to make your excuses and perfectionism is one of those. If it's not perfect, I, it's not worth doing is sort of like that overarching thought. Yes. And I do. And I think that folks fall into that when they think I have to do it every day or I have to do every single exercise perfectly. And, and then we quit, right? Cause then if, mm-hmm. if something doesn't go as expected, we feel defeated and we say, screw it. I'm just going to give up. Right. Well, and yeah. when running and with manifesting, like, Oh, I did four hours of manifesting work and I didn't get a result. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, because you've only given it four hours to get that result. You know, they quit. Yeah. Same with probably like running, like, Oh, if you get, if you just go run for four hours, you're probably just going to feel really bad not mm-hmm. want to, not want to be better. And you yeah. might be worse tomorrow because your body is not going to feel good. Well, so Andy, my husband, Andy has been going through this exact same thing. So he, he ran his first marathon in June and he'd been a runner for a little under two years at that point. And he did great with it. Um, I was really proud of him. And then COVID happened. And so he kind of scaled way back on the running, but he missed doing his really long run. So like every couple of weeks he'd go out and he'd run like 10 or 12 miles and then he'd be, you know, hobbling around for a few days. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, here's an idea. (laughs) (laughs) You could just go. He's like, I just don't have time to like run 10 miles after work. I'm like, how about three times a week? you run shorter distances, like run three miles after work. I'm like, how long does it take you to run three, three miles? He's like 25 minutes. I'm like, all right, do you have 25 minutes when you're done with work? He's like, yeah, I do. I'm like, okay, well let's do that. And then on the weekends, your long runs are going to feel a lot better. And lo and behold, I was right. It's almost like I'm a running coach. Um, (laughs) but he's actually finding that like, he's getting faster and he just feels so much better because instead of like trying to cram it all into one big session, mm-hmm. he's, he's spreading it out and like creating that consistency. It's very powerful. It is. So yeah. talk to us about, um, you mentioned this on the last episode, commitment and consistency. Yeah. So I think, I mean, consistency is the act of, you know, it's the practice of taking an action repeatedly over and over again. Um, But I think commitment is the decision that you make that underpins the consistency, right? If you're not committed to taking the action, if you haven't said to yourself, I'm going to make this work no matter what, then you're not going to be consistent. You're always going to believe your excuses. So I think commitment is the decision and consistency is the action. Do you think it's as simple as saying, I'm going to make this, whatever this is, whether it's manifesting, manifesting K, it's becoming a runner, it's exercise. Do you think it just happens in that moment or is there a process or thoughts you have to change to get to that commitment? Um, I think for some people, they just decide I'm going to be a runner and then boom, yeah. right? They're a runner. Um, I think for most of us, it's a process. Most of my clients come to me and they're like, well, this is the third time I've tried to be a runner. I'm like, all right, it's okay. This is right. Like it doesn't matter how many times you try, you learn and then you, you know, you learn, you apply, and then you come back around. So I think when you hit that magical point of the commitment is solid and you have a 
plan for consistency, then those two work together to give you the result you want. And, and if you haven't achieved it yet, it doesn't mean that, that you're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It means you just haven't like, you know, just haven't gotten to that place. And I think sometimes it takes multiple quits for us to recognize, okay, I don't want to quit on this anymore. Right. And then the commitment comes in and then you're like, all right, now the consistency follows. I love that. Um, do you think, what are your keys to consistency? Do you think it's just knowing you're going to be consistent or do you think it's deciding up front, like you said, 10 minutes, three times a week and knowing yeah, exactly think, what you're going to do? Yeah. I think like deciding what is the minimum that I'm willing to commit to um, and recognizing that that might be less than the amount that's going to ultimately serve you long-term, but that that the the minimum you're committing to is to create the mindset where consistency can flourish versus moving your fitness forward or moving your manifesting forward or whatever, because really the mindset, if you don't have that mindset, that commitment ahead of time, none of it is going to work. Right. And so I think dialing in committing to something that, you know, I don't like using the word realistic because I believe in like dreaming in really big, crazy dreams, but like, meeting yourself where you're at and recognizing like, okay, I think I should be doing manifesting work for an hour a day, seven days a week. But then like looking at your schedule and saying, oh, I can't fit that in. So I'm not going to do it. It's like, you know, like you said, how many days a week are you willing to do? And Mm -hmm. what's the minimum amount you're willing to do that? Like making the commitment to doing less in service of ultimately doing more, I think is the secret. I a hundred percent agree. I'm going to say it again. Like the, the commitment to doing less in service of doing more. Right. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. It's, it's patience is what it is. It's like being willing to pay, like be patient with your results. I was also thinking when, when you mentioned that, you know, you have people that, that want to sit down and like do four hours of manifesting work and then have their result. And like four hours of manifesting work is, you know, it's a chunk of time and so forth. But I, I, cause I think this happens with my runners too. If the mindset that you have when you're doing that work is I'm going to do this work so I can get my result. You're not going to get your result. Cause you're, you're like doing it out of fear. Right. And that, you know, then you're just going to be, you're like banging your head against the wall. You're never going to get what you want. If you're, um, if your commitment, if, if the reason you're making the commitment is because you just, you know, think like, oh, this is what I need to do to get what I want. And you're not open to what you want showing up in many different ways. Yes. That's so true. I love that. And, and it is, it's, it's that I'm going to make it happen instead of I'm going to learn how to let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. My runners struggle with that too. They're like, I'm going to, maybe that is why some people overtrain as well as they're like trying to force it to happen instead of like, I always tell people I'm like, rest is a training day. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you say that. Yes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that, that rest day is just as much an important part of your training plan as the 10 mile run. Right. And, and if you don't take those rest days, your 10 mile runs are not going to be as effective. I love that. Say that again. So if you, if you're a runner, this applies to manifesting too. If you don't take your rest day, your 10 miles aren't going to be as effective. That's the, it's the same with manifesting and doing whatever the assignment is. If you, there's, there's rest days built into manifest 10K. If you don't take that break to give that space, 
Yeah. It, the other stuff that comes after it isn't as effective. Yeah. Like the rest day is when your body sort of absorbs the training and gets stronger. I feel like the rest day for manifesting is when your brain starts adapting to the changes you're trying to make. Yes. I totally agree. Thank you for saying that like that. <laughs> Cause it's true. Um, amazing. Anything else you want to say about consistency or commitment and how to, how to become both of those? I think it's a practice, right? Like it doesn't, it's first time out the gate. Most people fail at commitment and consistency. And honestly, I still fail at it on a regular basis. And I think because I'm just like, oh, look, I messed that up. I wonder how I can like shift my thinking so that I can become more consistent or, um, you know, like I quit on things all the time. And then I have to question like, well, how badly do I want this? And then I have to reframe my thinking. So it's not like there's this magical switch in your brain. Right. <laughs> you, oh, you keep... have to learn it over and over yeah, and over. <laughs> you just keep getting practicing and getting better at it. And that's, I feel like that's just how life works. <laughs> I agree. And if we just surrender to that, like we yeah. get there a lot quicker, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. I think that's the same with my, because even if I get quote unquote, unconsistent in my work, I recognize it like, oh, I don't feel great. Oh, you yes. let it go a couple too many days. And I, I just don't have that brain drama because I'm like, oh, just pick it up and do it again. Right. But that's a learned, I've trained myself to do that. Yeah. But I really like, it's such a neutral way to look at it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't feel so good. Oh, oh, well, it's because I haven't done this. All right. I'll just start doing that again. Like if you're punching yourself in the face, you don't say like, oh my God, my face hurts. Like, this is awful. You say, oh, I'm punching myself in the face. Well, I better stop that. Right. right? Like we don't like, we don't like have a bunch of drama. So I think that like making, making things as neutral as possible and just recognizing like, oh, that's a thing I did. I can change it and move forward is very powerful instead of beating ourselves up over it. I agree. All right. So if people are like, this is amazing. She seems like she can teach me all of this consistency. I know you have a class coming up. How do people get into that? Um, so you can just go to my website, notyouraverageRunner.com, And if you click on the menu, there's a little, little tab that says workshop. And that is how you sign up for the, how to become a consistent exerciser workshop, which is happening at the end of August. Yay. That's amazing. And where else can people find you? You also have a podcast for those of you that love podcasts. I do. I have a podcast called not your average runner. Um, it does have an explicit warning. So maybe don't listen to it in front of the kiddos. Um, (laughs) I always like to warn people about that. I think I forgot to warn them on the last episode. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, not your average runner on Facebook, not your average runner. Um, yeah, that's pretty consistent with my naming. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing this such valuable information, whether someone's going to apply it to exercise or to manifesting, it is huge. So thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you all. Come back next time. Thank you for joining us on the law of attraction, manifesting success stories show to learn how to attract more money into your life. Go to your favorite book retailer and order Cassie's book, Manifest, $10,000.